What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Sifu Topher, back again for another episode of the podcast. Um, let me start by saying, sorry it's been so long. Um, had to take a small break, kind of readjusting, retooling some things with the podcast. Uh, my next episode was supposed to be an interview with my Seahang. Um, we are going to do that episode, but it is going to be temporarily delayed. Um, not too long. I, I suspect him and I will get the show rolling here um quick but i also wanted to do some retooling with the podcast the way i did things um sort of uh release dates and so on so first things first i'm going to try and drop the podcast every wednesday for wing chun wednesday um it's going to try and be my new weekly day and time so stay tuned for that uh youtube live stream Live React will be uh, Wednesdays at 12, um, lunchtime here on the East Coast. Uh, the audio will drop the same day. Um, I have a theme song incoming. Uh, somebody I know has volunteered to make me a little theme song, so I'm pretty excited about that. When that gets on the podcast, obviously you'll all hear it. So that is kind of cool and will be coming shortly um for those who are in the area obviously um and who are interested in training with me feel free to reach out in the dms let me know i'll be more than glad to set something up for you i have weekly classes tuesdays and thursdays and private lessons are always available just look up wing chun srq that's me next i want to give a quick shout out to my boy Sifu Jose over at Western Lotus Athletics. I am rocking their I Love Wing Chun hat right now. This slick little hat's available on their website. You can pop over there and pick that up along with uh, some other sweet swag that they have on there, such as their Wing Chun Clan t-shirt. Um, so again, shout out to my boy Sifu Jose, Andrew Lin, and of course, Chris Beery Beery Beery. Don't worry, Chris. Karen says hi. Um... Kind of also trying to move around with my location. I got a new setup for the podcast, so we're going to see how this does audio-wise. Uh, talking straight into this mic works. Um, kind of no feedback or anything in the room I'm in. Plus, I got the posters and the movie collection behind me, along with some Dragon Ball. Can't go wrong with Dragon Ball. So we'll go ahead and we'll try this location out and see how it does for the podcast. So let's go ahead and get into it. We'll have another kind of short, sweet topic for us this week. And it stems from a greater conversation that's going on. Um, I posed a question on the Kung Fu Genius podcast, and Sifu Alex is kind enough to answer it. He'll be answering it in a few weeks. Uh, He's forewarned me. But it it, it stems to a greater kind of issue in not just Wing Chun, but Kung Fu in general. But I'm only going to speak to the Wing Chun issue. Um, And my issue, the question that had been posed was, I had been on a Reddit forum. And somebody had simply asked like an innocent question about like ranking systems or something. The The person was just looking to implement a ranking system and it devolved quickly. Um, the question I had posed, of course, to Sifu Alex was, you know, he runs a phenomenal school that has a great ranking system and way of measuring and testing their students for knowledge acquisition and so on and so forth. So I figured he'd be a much better person than me to answer that part of the question. Um, 
there's a greater kind of back-end question, and it's a dialogue I've had a few times, um, but it's a definitely a dialogue I want to address today, and that is how we approach training Wing Chun versus how other martial arts um, approach their training and evolution. I think, personally, and this is just me speaking for myself and my experience and the things that I've had to deal with, um, most of Wing Chun, but not all of Wing Chun, but I would say a good chunk of it, is kind of in this weird stagnant place where, on one hand, we're trying to hold on to a lot of the traditions and stuff, and it's preventing us from moving forward, and because of that, we get into a lot of the caustic discourses of my lineage this, my methodology that, your methodology this, my methodology that. This is right, this is wrong. We pivot this way, not that way, so on and so forth. And I think that's kind of a big issue because, let's face it, Chinese martial art is not in the greatest place right now. Um, we kind of are, in a many ways, the butt of a lot of jokes. Um, we have a lot of people who are making tall claims but not able to deliver, and misrepresenting or misunderstanding some of the older principles and things like that from the older texts. Um, sometimes taking things out of context. So, you know, that's a big issue that we need to uh, kind of rein in ourselves because um, we're the only ones who can fix it. And so what I propose, and this is kind of my thoughts on this, um, I am professionally, I work in academia. I'm uh a trained historian. I have a degree in history uh, in research. I have a master's. I'm working on a master's, finishing it up here soon in information science and research. Um, and you know, uh, my time in academic training and kind of the rigors of research and how that works has led me to think about martial arts in a different way. So for instance, my foundation is my lineage where I got the basic framework of my knowledge and everything in the field of Wing Chun, but I'm not afraid to collaborate with other experts in the same field, um, regardless of their lineage. And the reason for that is, on a professional level, that's how we get to a better answer than the answer we currently have. Um, this is very much kind of falling in line with scientific method. I have a thesis, I'm going to test the thesis, I'm going to prove or disprove said thesis. Um, I think we are better served by looking at Wing Chun and saying, this is the framework of the system. How does he do it? How does she do it? How do they do it? How can I do it better? Am I doing it the best way, and should I be sharing that? Um, so kind of taking into account like a more academic approach to it, you know, I will propose an idea or a thesis or something like that and put it out to the community. 
which is, I think, you know, something a lot of people try and do online. Um, so we put it out there, and unfortunately, the nature of the internet is to immediately get defensive and lash back out, which in an academic field is not necessarily the case, though that does happen. I have seen it happen. But the idea is, is that when a professional or an academic or a professor or an expert in a field puts out information, he's putting it out there for his peers to look at. And given oftentimes whatever has been put out has already been peer-reviewed, um, but now is going out to the masses for essentially the show, um, in which case that person will then get a ton of feedback. More importantly, that is when another professional can also write a counterpoint or maybe if they disagree can write a well thought out counterpoint explaining this is what you said and this is why I disagree and here are my sources and reasonings for why I disagree which is perfectly fine it's an academic discourse um, as opposed to you know the more typical Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. Uh, recording cut out. But like I said, you know, it, it tends to evolve into, yo, bro, this is uh, not how my Sifu taught to me, so on, so, so, so forth. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. That doesn't help anybody. That's just being defensive because somebody has a different point of view than you on something you both love, and it's nonsensical. I would say, you know, the smarter thing to do is look at um, arts like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, Jiu-Jitsu keeps it on the mat, man. They, they get out there and they roll, and they're trying different things, and they're trying different approaches, different ways to pass guard, different ways to take side control to submit. Um, and they don't get, they don't get shitty with each other about it. They get out there, they just do the work, they do the roll. Um, if somebody comes up with something, it's, it's not people losing their minds over how unauthentic it is or how uh, not the gracie way that is. It's, bro, how'd you do that? That's freaking sweet. Uh, that's an example um, Sifu Alex gave me one time, and it's just a great example. It's the truth. You know, boxers do not care who your first coach was, who your second coach was. Uh, who's your coach right now? What are you doing right now? How are you training right now? How are you optimizing jab, cross, hook right now? You know, they use a very simple set of tools and dominate quite well with a very simple set of tools. Um, Wing Chun could, in the same manner, do the same thing. We have a very simple set of tools compared to some of our other Kung Fu cousins out there. You know, we have three empty hand forms that are... Uh, conceptual. One teaches structure, one teaches movement of structure, one teaches recovery of structure. And you have the wooden dummy, which is structure to structure. Uh, and then you have the weapons, but then outside of that, it is chi sao. It is sparring. It is, here are the basic tool sets. Now let's touch hands, let's spar, let's figure out how to work these basic tool sets. And, you know, it's in that working of the basic tool sets and understanding of those core principles that really can make Wing Chun very good. Um, you, there are some things we need to avoid, 
like the chi sao trap and i don't mean trapping hands i mean getting stuck in chi sao is the end all beat all of everything because it's not it's just a tool it's a, it's a sensitivity tool it's a training tool it's a movement tool it's a connection to the opponent tool it's a bridge tool it's a split second in the reality of fighting so what we should be doing you know pressure testing a little more pressure testing against things that are not Wing Chun because Wing Chun was designed to fight not Wing Chun um, and while yes we have to do some testing against Wing Chun we need to do more testing with things that aren't Wing Chun um, and we need to be, not be afraid of losing and that's I think one of the most important things you know especially from an academic field of research is coming up with a thesis going in doing the research and finding out you're wrong because that's the whole point it's it's I think this is how this is let me test it oh I'm right or oh I'm wrong and it is okay to be wrong because when you're wrong you can figure out why you're wrong and then you can go back and correct the thesis based on the new information you've discovered that's how we get better ideas that's how science comes up with new technologies that's how we've learned more and more about our universe um, by trying to say that what we do now in this stagnant narrow lens is the end-all beat-all perfect way of doing it and there's no other way and this is exactly how it should be done you're gonna run into a real problem there and that is time is going to pass you by other people are going to evolve other people are going to get smarter other people are going to get smarter to your game you know that's another thing is as time progresses and you keep doing the same thing if you keep doing the same thing people are going to get smart to it and go well he's going to do this that and the other i'm going to do this and they'll come up with counters to it then you have to try and come up with a counter to that and the moment you try and come up with a counter to that guess what you've done you've done it outside your box you accept it accept the reality is is that no we're not preserving museum pieces no matter how much we'd like to believe we are how much we'd like to say my way is the pure way no it's not never has been never will be it has changed and it will change because you are a unique and different person who's having different experiences that are tweaking your theory and hypothesis and so on and so forth as you continue to experiment and grow with this thing we call Wing Chun. This is how it has to be. There's no other way to do it. There's no other way of getting around it. Because if you keep it a stagnant thing and you try and make it not change, it dies. It just, look at the decline of certain martial arts in the last 20, 30 years you know i i remember when kung fu tournaments were massive three-day events now we can barely fill half a convention hall for two days you know we used to have one of the biggest conventions here in uh florida and now it has dwindled down it's very sad i went about two years ago i went to go see it and it was very sad what that thing has turned into so you know 
it is what it is. We, you know, when you're just doing the same thing over and over, and you're not changing it, you're not evolving it, you're not keeping it fresh, you're not re-examining it, then it stagnates, it dies. If you're not testing your thesis, and you're not testing your theories, and you're not putting it out there for other people to give you feedback on and creative feedback. I don't mean like, oh, fuck you, bro, your stuff is shit. I mean like, oh, that's an interesting way of doing that. That's an interesting way of training that. That's an interesting methodology, you know. But have you considered this, you know? And you have to be willing to take that information and accept like, hey, maybe what I'm doing is not correct and maybe I do need that feedback. You know, you have to be able to take that criticism or critique or whatever you have to do, you know. I, um, we always called them critiques uh, when I was in art school. I went to art school for a few years. And we always uh, put our paintings and stuff up for critiques. And honestly, those critiques were helpful because it was like, you know, hey, I like the way you use this technique, but did you ever consider, you know, using this brush technique or using these types of brushes for this technique? Same thing. Hey, I like the way you're developing your, your punching method, but have you considered doing it like this, you know? Have you considered the way you pivot like this? Have you considered your hip rotation and hip vibration like this to really draw in, to sink, and shoot the punch this way? You know, things like this um, that can be done constructively. But we have to be willing to A, put that out there, but B, take the feedback that we get from it. And I get butt hurt when somebody is like, hey, not quite, homie. Because, you know, there are a lot of people out there who just give you shit feedback and they always will and they're internet trolls galore but there are people who are going to give you some pretty solid information out there and you got to be okay with that solid information um so i would say get out there and give give that a try but uh, wing chun as a whole should really be looking to enforce standards and take more scientific or I don't know if scientific is the word I want to use but I mean academic approaches to the way we develop our art um, open ourselves up to what our colleagues are doing really examining what our colleagues are doing talking with them reading what they're writing um, shout out to Wing Chun Illustrated Magazine which tries its best to get all voices involved and giving everyone a platform to say something um, so that people can at least think read and digest um, what other people's thoughts and thought streams on the subject are um, if you're interested in a more academic approach to the study of martial arts, whether it be the actual physical practice or histories and stuff like that, I recommend the Journal of Martial Arts Studies. Uh, it's a great academic journal, and they have a podcast, too, where many of their authors write about some of the social issues that martial arts are facing, because it's another aspect of martial arts that we just have to kind of accept, is that in a lot of ways in 2023 coming up on 2024 already we're doing something that in a lot of ways doesn't necessarily have the utility it once did it still does don't get me wrong there's still instances of physical violence and people need to be able to defend themselves in that situation but we're also living in a day and age where especially in the u.s people are armed it's simple 
truth of it, whether it's a knife or a gun or something else, we are facing different threats than what good old-fashioned fisticuffs would solve. Uh, I'm not saying that we should just give up on martial arts practice, because there are other avenues in with which martial arts have to offer people, and we need to examine those as well, because maybe when we come to that realization, maybe when we are looking at martial arts in a way that is sport-related, health and wellness-related, um, even just after-school activity-related, we'll start to find that maybe we can take ourselves a little less serious in some ways and really focus in and take ourselves more serious in other ways. Um, a good friend of mine, um, fellow martial artist, he's big into walking the path because he believes it has something to offer 2024, 2023 culture, um, especially in a day and age where people are just chronically depressed. Um, health is a teeter-tottering thing. You have some people that have become super fit and healthy and other people who are just on the far end of that spectrum you know helping people back to balance in that way um helping people just orient themselves in their lives and kind of refocus and repurpose and and i am inclined to agree with him in his theory and his hypothesis on that um that the utility of what he trains is a, as, a, as a combat art as a combat methodology is is not as important as the other things that it provides people because uh yeah what he told me um you know back in the 70s when he started training martial arts he's like he was looking for something something to help orient himself something something different and when he found martial arts he really vibed with it he's like yo this is something something special and for him it was never really the like macho beat a fight guy uh, it really was kind of that walking the path of zen that martial arts provided him um, and I know I'm going off on all kinds of weird tangents about this but really I think it's all important to have a broader scope of how we look at our arts and to take a more academic approach a more open approach to how we look at our arts and more friendly, let's just be honest, a more friendly approach to how we look at our martial arts. Because if we're not being friendly with each other, if we're just constantly being toxic to each other, then, dude, give up now. We should just give up. Because um, we're not going to survive much longer anyway. You know, if that's how we're going to be. If we, if we figure out how to be friendly with each other, if we figure out how to not be dicks about how we offer feedback to our counterparts and our, our colleagues, then maybe we can take the next steps to making the study and physical practice of martial arts, as Wing Chun specifically, um, a, a forward and, you know, the next step of its evolution to help move it into the future so that it is around in another 20 years. Um, and that it is a well-developed self-defense system that 
others can utilize that has been continually updated and optimized for the 21st century um, that is able to be passed down in a comprehensive manner to anybody who wants to pick it up you know that's an, another thing that a lot of traditional arts lack is a comprehensive syllabus of what people need to learn to be proficient at it um, so the more we can develop those for people to learn the better off we're going to be um, regardless of if, if you need a, a ranking system I would say at the very least a syllabi of what you teach and why you teach it and why students need to know it is another great thing we can take from academic practice and put forward for the betterment of our students and for the betterment of Wing Chun into the future. Um, so for those of you who tuned into my rambling again today, I uh, just want to say thanks. Thanks for um, putting up with me and putting up with my thought stream of nonsense. Um, if you are interested in uh, having me talk about something maybe some of the stuff you see on the shelf over here or maybe there's something in the martial arts you just want to pick my brain about here on the podcast feel free uh, I'll be more than glad to answer any questions on here um, that's uh, that's where I'm at with things and don't get me wrong this is not me trying to slight a lineage or slight the idea of lineage um, I still think that my lineage is the best. No, I'm just, I'm just joshing around. Um, but I do think that when you have a lineage, a lineage is a great foundation. Your lineage is the foundation of what you do. And when you become knowledgeable, steadfast in it, um, you've thoroughly learned it, you can then move on and look at what other people are doing and have actual dialogues and discourses with people about the art so for instance um, I think a lot of the uh, kind of defensiveness is people who are not well founded in their own lineage um, they, they maybe were rushed through or didn't quite learn everything and are very insecure about what they did learn and so when somebody goes to say hey can I give you some feedback and they get very defensive about about it especially online it might just be due to insecurity about them not feeling completely founded and understood you know and that's kind of an important thing that I want to bring up and again why a syllabi and standards and curriculum are important to the approach of teaching martial arts because it helps ensure that our students are well founded in what we've taught them so that when they go out into the world and are confronted with a differing opinion they can examine what they know examine what's being presented to them and have that discourse of hmm well this is why I do it this way I see why you do it that way and then maybe we can discover hey maybe that way is more optimized for somebody else and, and again as much as I say that 
yes, martial arts are an individualistic journey of self-discovery, self-growth, so on and so forth. Everyone will tweak things slightly their way. And that's okay, too. Because at the end of the day, we should also be able to go, yes, this is the theory, this is the methodology, this is what we say we do in our lineage, and this is why I don't do it that way. And this is why I maybe open my stance a little bit different, or this is why I punch the way I do, or I bong the way I do, or I pivot the way I do. This is why I changed what my Sifu taught me. You need to be able to be open and honest about that too, because that is, again, part of the whole journey of self-discovery and change and whatnot. Anyway, I think I've rambled on long enough for all of you today. Thanks again for putting up with me, and I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week of training ahead of you.